brothers, kings, and just want to come and live in North Carolina and have a church there. Yeah, a little bigger than ours, but they have, they were able, they were affiliated with the FBI, but there's a um, gentleman in the church that was able to purchase a old high school and made it into a, um, a shelter or it up for guys first, and then they opened up another another uh, mission for girl, ladies, and and has been very successful. And maybe one of these days, God will give us someone like that to be able to, you know, the right person to do the director of that. And uh, it's worth it fighting the battle that we've got here. I, I honestly, I I, I believe. I think that the city of or the town of Log Land ought to have to take a big percentage of the profits that they make on the marijuana, and they should have to open a mission um, because they they can say what they want. This uh, uh, allowing marijuana in here is the deal is just going to kill your drug, and everybody knows it. And they take such great pride in having all their pot shops. Well, maybe they ought to put up a rescue mission too. Um, but uh, as usual, it's not the politicians and it's not those towns that are going to do that. It's going to be uh, families and it's going to be churches that are impacted by that. But um, we've got to join as we will in helping helping these people. And uh, I just. Uh, if anybody here has ever been around someone that's been addicted, uh, you know they're just a completely different person when they're under the influence of those drugs. Um, and really, you know, I had a feeling yesterday that um, Brenton, and he had a friend that called him up who was struggling. I asked him if he would come over and pray with me. He said he went over and prayed with him. He called me back up later. He said, Pastor, he said, never seen anything like that. You know, this guy was just um, talking out of his head. And, and uh, we, as, as believers, you cannot be possessed by a demon. Greater is he is in you than he is in the world. And we thank God for that. But you can be oppressed. And unsaved people can be possessed by, by demonic activity. And they can also be oppressed by demonic activity. And But as believers, sometimes we allow ourselves to be oppressed by the, the things that we allow. You know, the, uh, you, you know I, I've, I've had, um, you know, discussions with believers who want to think that marijuana is okay. They want to think that um, drinking is okay. All, all you're doing is allowing a drug to to take over your thoughts and to start controlling your body. And the only thing that ought to control our body as a believer is the Holy Spirit of God. And so we open ourselves up for demonic oppression by falling into that and, and allowing the drugs to, uh, uh, prescription drugs. You know, our 
the, the doctors today are so fast at, at handing out some of the prescription drugs. Be careful uh, of those things. And, and uh, you know, and, and I don't mean this in a mean way, but sometimes a little pain isn't, isn't a bad thing, okay? I had, I had my ACL replaced, and, and it, was, it was painful. Did, did your, your wedding, you know, like a week after I had knee surgery, and I loved, you know, and, and yeah, I've never gotten addicted to Excedrin or Tylenol, and uh, I, you just don't take that other trash, and you ask God to give you grace to deal with some of the pain, and, and uh, just stay away from some of this trash, I, I, and, but we just need to be careful. We need to be careful of the music we listen to. You open your mind up to all kinds of trash through the through the different kinds of music that we listen to, and and um, be careful with those things. The movies that you watch and the 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 people that you hang around with, all of those things can can affect you. And and uh, I, I say all those things just because I, I really I really do not look forward to the meeting that I'm going to have after church tonight. And and uh, I, I feel I feel terrible for all the all the families that were impacted on that. I can think of I, I can think of five families just right off the top of my head that uh, were affected by by this nonsense today. And and uh, it just doesn't have to be. And we uh, we need to make sure that we as believers are doing the right thing. And last week we looked at this in chapter 4. We looked at 17, 18, and 19. Uh, here, here we're actually more so than, than the beginning of chapter 4. Chapter 4 uh, uh, through chapter 6 is going to give us the practical living for believers and uh, the first part of chapter 4 has been dealing with the unity that we ought to have as believers. And, well, how do we have that unity? Well, you walk in the Spirit, right? Well, we saw last week, and walking in the Spirit means that you do not walk like the world. Well, there, there's nothing in this world that ought to be uh, dictating to us how we live today. And, and, and he goes over that in verses 17, 18, and 19. And gives us command that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. And um, we looked at that, and, and it, it is sad. They have their understanding darkened. They, they do not comprehend. Remember what, what uh, John wrote over in, in uh, John chapter 1, and we, we know verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the be- beginning with God. Uh, all things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. I, I, and, and we know that. I mean, you, you talk to people, and, and, and some will say, I don't want to talk about religion. Well, I'm not talking about religion. I'm just talking about Jesus, okay? There, there's a big difference between Jesus and religion. And um, but all we're going to tell them is that Jesus is life. You, do you want to continue to live your life in misery? Do you want to be uh, angry and, and live in chaos and confusion? Or do you want to live in a way that uh, brings peace in your heart and in your life? And, well, the darkness does not uh, comprehend that. And 
because their understanding is darkened and they're alienated from the life of God. And they have chosen to be that way. They have chosen to believe the lies of the devil. They've chosen to fall in love with the ways of the world. And and in doing so, it, it alienates them. It estranges them from the life of God that can be so much better. doesn't mean it won't be a struggle. We still struggle and we still have our challenges along the way. And we still live in an evil world. And we live in a world that has a culture that wants to influence us and and bring us into their their way of thinking and and uh, and the the tolerance that that they want us to have and and see the world doesn't comprehend that either, you know the the world thinks that that happiness is whatever uh, makes you happy then you ought to be able to do that and God's word says that's not the case and God's word tells us as believers you can't live that way and be happy that you you live a life of God and. And it's then that you truly find joy. It's then that you find liberty. It's then that you find freedom. And, and you, you uh, uh, live differently. And you have to stand up for, uh, against those things that are immoral. And, but they have alienated themselves from the life of God and through the ignorance of that, that is in them because of the blindness of their hearts. And they've gotten to the point that they're past feeling. They're uh, it talks about their conscience being seared. I believe Paul wrote that to Timothy and uh, how they've seared their conscience and, and in doing so have given themselves over unto lasciviousness. That's where we're at. And that's where we're at in our society. We're, we're, we're telling people that if, if it makes you happy to uh, consider yourself to be an animal, then go ahead and act like an animal. And, and if that brings you happiness, then be a dog or be a cat or whatever it is that you want to be. If that's how you find happiness, then go find happiness. That's, it's lasciviousness. It's all types of immorality that, that they are pursuing in their lives. If, uh, you, you know, the, all of the, I don't, you guys know, you, we, we're seeing it challenged every day now in, in the, uh, the, the uh, things that, that are in our society today and, through the ignorance that is, and they're ignorant to the word of God, their conscience is seared, and they've just given themselves over to all kinds of wicked lifestyles. Well, doesn't mean that we should do that. He says, don't do those things, and don't act that way, and, and, and because all it does, it works all uncleanness, and, and that uncleanness is impurity, but it has the idea of impurities, but it, it has with a, a vicious attitude. And so if you try to cross that, then you try to tell them that that's not the way to go and those things aren't going to bring you happiness, then they, they respond in a vicious attitude. And so, I, I mean, I, I, I find it insane that this shooting in, in uh, Nashville, that, that so many on that side of things are are uh, blaming the church, and they, they got what they deserved, you know, for being transphobic or whatever else that they want to call it. We're not transphobic. We just want to love people and tell them about Jesus, and being a trans isn't going to make you happy. Being a homosexual is not going to bring you happiness. Spending your whole life chasing after the mighty dollar is not going to bring you happiness. You're always going to want another dollar more. 
buying a new home, a fancier home, isn't going to bring you a lasting happiness. None of those things are what bring you happiness. And, and we want them to know that, that uh, those things are not going to do that. But the uncleanness, it comes with greediness. And, and greedy has the idea of being insatiable, which means you are never satisfied. And that's where the world's at. And, and here we are as believers then. God is saying, don't walk that way. Now, apparently, there were some that were. And, and they were not doing what they should be doing. That's a thing that you get through all of the commands, most of the commands that God gives us in the New Testament. Somebody, as a believer, were doing it. And so it's probably that way in our churches today, and even in our own church today, that that some are chasing after this and doing these kinds of things, and he's saying, you need to stop doing that. Okay? But then I love what he goes on because he doesn't stop with just the negative aspect of a command, but then he gives us the positive side of what we ought to do. Verse 20, but you have not so learned Christ. Look, if, if you know Christ as your Savior, that those are not the things that God's teaching you to do. Those, those aren't the things that God is leading you to do whatsoever, that um, uh, Christ is the example of holiness and and purity, and, and and if you have come to know Christ, then uh, you know that at that point in uh, salvation that he has brought you out of that lifestyle and delivered you from those things, and, and no longer is your mind darkened, no longer are you alienated from the life of God, your your heart is no longer impure and hardened, and and, and, and now you can grow in the knowledge of God, and and, and you can actually be content in whatsoever, you can say as Paul says, in whatsoever state I'm in, therewith I am content. And we can be content in who we are in Christ. And so then he goes on, verse 21 then, and he tells us here, if so be, and if in fact that ye have heard him, and uh, who's there that you have heard is Jesus, and and it's really it's talking about Jesus is calling on your life, okay? It's a calling of salvation upon your life. If if you've heard him and and have been taught by him and 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 as the truth is in Jesus, and comes to the point where you realize you're a sinner in need of a savior and 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 you are brought to that point in your life where you realize that all truth is in Jesus and you have placed your faith in Christ as your savior then you you've learned something totally different than than what the world is trying to teach you and what is it well that you put off concerning the former conversation the old man you know that's the problem that we have it is wouldn't it be nice second uh, corinthians 5:17 tells us that that uh, therefore if any man be in Christ he is a new creature right wouldn't it be nice if when we trusted Christ that God just killed the old man, wouldn't that be special? Well, I, I would appreciate that, God. Why don't you take the old man out? Well, take, take him like the old coon dog that needs to be done and take him hunting and don't bring him home, right? And uh, let's just bury the old man and be done with it. Well, that's the problem. He always rises up, doesn't he? And we just got to keep pushing him down. And, and, you, and you just have to hate that side 
that, that side of you, of who you were, that, that isn't who you are now. And so you push it down, and, and you, you allow the Holy Spirit to guide you and lead you and change you, and, and, and you start seeing more and more of who Christ is. And, and so you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, what is it? Which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. I know I've probably told you this story before, but when when I was a kid, my my mom and dad we had it, it was a a comet. Was that made by Ford? A Ford Comet, Mercury Comet? I'm not sure. Anyway, it was a four door, bright red, and my dad would drive that comet to work. Well, in that time, uh, coon hides were pretty expensive. I mean, there there was no roadkill left in the state of Missouri. If there was a dead coon, somebody's picking it up because they're skinning that thing and selling the hide. I mean, it was 35 bucks back then. You know, that's a lot of money. My, my dad would make enough money on, on coon hunting. He'd buy everybody Christmas, you know. And, and so, well, coyotes were the same way. He's headed to work one day. He finds this a wily coyote. He bit the dust, you know, so he throws him in the back of that uh, comet and went on to work and, and – uh, uh, didn't think nothing about it. Worked all day, came home, didn't think nothing about it. Went to work the next day, didn't think anything about it. Went about a week, and he thought, you know what? There's something not smelling very good in, in this car. I'll never forget this. I, I don't know how old I was. I don't think I was very old. But I'm where our house was at, there was kind of a bank, and the road was down on the on, off the bank, and my dad had parked down there, and I'm standing up. I'm standing up kind of like this, about this high, and then I'm watching him, you know. And he goes to the back of that car, and he opens that trunk, and he comes open, and as soon as it came open, he turned around and vomited. My dad's a tough guy. I mean, he changed my diaper, you know. <laughs> and, and, I mean, he was sicker than a dog. He had to, he, And then he had to try to get that nasty thing out of that car, it stunk for weeks. I mean, it was sunk so bad. Well, you think about it, and here, what does he say? He says, the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. It, you just, that old man just stinks. I mean, it, it, it's dead. You know, and, and, and it's full of deceitful lust. I, I mean, it's just full of, of, of everything that stinks in our lives. It, it's everything that represents what we were. And, and we don't need any part of that in our lives anymore. Don't, don't keep rehashing those, those days in your life. And, and, and don't live in shame. Don't live in guilt of those things. Live in the joy of knowing that's who I used to be, but that's not who I am today. And, and I'm not going to go back to that. And I'm not going to live that way. And, I, and I, I'll tell you, one of the most frustrating things as a pastor is that you see somebody that, that is moving on and they're, they're going strong in the Lord and they're walking the way that they ought to, you know. And, and then all of a sudden some hard trials come or some challenges come in their lives. And what do they do? They go right back into that stinking, corrupt, deceitful lust, living in a way that is shameful and deceitful and sad. And you just know that it's just going to wreak havoc in their lives. No, let us stay away from that. And, and let's live for God. Let, let, I, 
there is a joy that that only God can give. And yeah, there are challenges along the way. And there's things that make us sad. There's things that make us angry. There are things that challenge us in our walk and, and make us question certain things. And we deal with all the same emotions, but we do not have to go back to that lifestyle. Stay away from it and be cleaned of all of that junk. And so you put it off. I remember I remember hearing a message one time on that very passage and and uh, Dr. Gibbs, he's the director of the Christian Law Association, and uh, he grew up in Kansas, and uh, I don't know, southern Kansas somewhere, and he said he was back there one time, and he was bush hogging some CRP, and he said they had an old tractor, and they had a bush hog, and, and no cab or anything on it, and and uh, he said he's just buzzing along, and dust flying, you know how it is, just dry, and dust is flying and everything, and what he didn't know is that there was a tarantula migration. And he, he felt something hit him on the back, and he turned around and he looked, and he had live tarantulas, dead tarantulas, parts of tarantulas all over his back. He said it didn't take him long to shed that coat that he had on and make a run for it. Oh, that's exactly what... That's just exactly that you put off concerning the former conversation you all made. I mean, throw that thing, get it away from you, run, and, and then, then what do you do? So you, you get rid of that and then renew your mind and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. A- am I, I, I don't know, I, I'm sure everybody's different, but with me, wherever the mind is, the body follows. Anybody like that? Man, stinking thinking is always the the number one problem with me, you know. And then off you go, you know. Then you react. Then you're being stupid. You're 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 you get a mean attitude. You're you're you know doing you know letting anger take over, or or you do other stupid things, whatever you know. Fortunately, I've gotten smarter in my old age, probably just because I hurt so much. I don't hit doors anymore. Or you know, knock holes in walls or anything. That's stupid. I just have to pay to have that fixed, you know. And so I have gotten smarter in some of those things. But there's a scar here that every time I, on Facebook, doing that Facebook Live, I, I see this scar up here on my eyelid and remembers of stupid days. And such a reminder, you know. And, and uh, maybe it's on, I don't know which eye it was. But anyway, stupid. But here, what does he say? Let's renew our minds. Let let us let let's be refreshed in in what we're thinking and and uh, uh, understanding that what what God has done and thinking about think about the good things. In in Second Peter one and verse four, Peter wrote this. He said, "Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises." You believe that? I do. I, I believe that God has given us exceeding great promises, right? That by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Boy, how good is that to know and and find how good God is to us and and so let us re, let's uh, uh, refresh our minds and and allow God to to do something in our hearts and our minds. Remember the the a powerful verse that Paul wrote in uh, 
to the Romans in Romans chapter 12 and verses 1 and 2. Probably one that many of you had already thought about, but he tells us here in Romans 12, verse 1, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And and so think about that. So we we offer ourselves up, we offer our bodies as a living sacrifice to God, we, uh, a living offering to God. And so God, here it is, this is my body, you do with it whatever you want, and, and, uh, and I'll go where you want me to go, I'll say the things you want me to say, I'll, I'll live in a way that you want me to live, I'll, 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 I'll be the godly husband I need to be, I'll be the godly father that I need to be, I'll, I will be the, the believer that you want me to be, whatever, you know, I, I'll, I'll allow you to show me, Lord, how to be the best pastor I can be, all of those things. I mean, we just offer ourselves up. God, whatever you want me to do, if you want me to, to, to go talk to a family tonight, then that's what I'll do. Go and help the family. Do whatever we can. We just do whatever God wants us to do and, and use us, Lord, in, in whatever way. And, and you present yourselves that and you just offer yourself to God and say, Lord, here I am. Whatever you want me to do. Don't sit around and think, well, there's nothing I can do. Have you asked God? Don't sit around thinking in your own mind, well, there ain't nothing I can do. Well, why don't you ask God that? Uh, I, I would say that God still has something for you or you wouldn't be here. And so find out what it is. Ask him and, and allow him to use you and, and, and let you be that living sacrifice, one that's holy and separated, sanctified, and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And so now that uh, when, when we think of that, then it, it is reasonable, right? And our service is our worship. That's how we worship God. Let's worship God by turning in. Then he says, and be not conformed to this world. Here again, command to stop. Stop allowing the world to conform you. Stop allowing this culture dictate to you how you behave, what you do, and how you think. Culture has nothing to do with this. We, we, have, our, we have our book right here. This is the instructions. This is what we do. Whatever generation, whatever the culture is, doesn't matter. This doesn't change. We stay in the Word of God. And so don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed, changed, right? And so be changed into the, to, to a metamorphosis, you might say, right? And how do you do that? By the renewing of your mind. And so how, how important it is that, that we renew to restore, to uh, regenerate, give it new life. I, I mean, that... That is that. That's just what we need to do uh, in our minds, and, and so be restored back into the proper thinking that that God wants us to have. Why? Because remember, up here it said that the lost, their understanding is darkened. They have no understanding. Well, here He's telling us as believers, renew your mind. You know what I think? I, I believe we need to renew our mind daily. I believe every day we need to stay in the Word of God and, and allow God to help us to retrain our thinking, retrain our brain and, and do what and think the way 
that God wants us to think. And so we're, we're going to stop there after verse 23. We'll pick back up in verse 24. But it's just so much better life knowing Jesus. There's still challenges along the way, but isn't it so much better? Uh, I mean, the peace that we can have that you can go home and you can go home tonight and you can be tired from the day that you've had, but now you can go home tonight and you can, and you, as you lay your head down on that pillow, you can think about the blessing of salvation. You can think of the blessing of your family that God has given you. You can think of the blessing of the, the roof that you have over your head. You can think about the blessings of those you have a job, and if you don't have a job and you're needing a job, you can be thankful that you have a Savior who loves you, knows that, and will be giving you a job. He'll provide. He'll do whatever. And we're just His. So let's just serve Him. Let's do what God wants us to do. And if there is a time that needs that, it is now. This culture, this world, our community needs us to stand and walk like Jesus. So let's do that. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word. Pray your blessings upon it. Pray you take us home safely. Bring us back when the doors are open. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless.